listen throughout the world. It's football time in Tennessee. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown, Alabama, Devontae Smith, touchdown, Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20. He's got it! End zone! Touchdown Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. Good afternoon and welcome in. Thank you for joining us. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with the ever-knowing, ever-seeing Claw, Clayton the Claw Harris, and our in-house intern, P-Money, Peyton Calvert. Good afternoon, fellas. Did you have a big Super Bowl, Peyton? It was a pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, Thought I was going to miss most of it at work, but I got off early. It was a good time. Spent there you with go. my family. Got off and just hung out there at the house and watched one heck of a ball game. I mean, it was it's the second one that out of 58 Super Bowls that's ever gone to overtime. Mm-hmm. Now, the first one being the Patriots-Falcons game uh, from a few years ago. Which the Falcons blew. We're up 28-3 to and lost to the Patriots. And uh, – well, I, you know, the eight ball, Magic Eight Ball, gave out San Francisco and under on Friday. And uh, if you got, if you're lucky enough to get the under, under the 47 and a half, where's where it was on Friday, it might have moved down just a bit there right on Sunday before kickoff. Um, and, you know, San Fran had it. They just kind of let it slip away a little bit. I mean, they the miss extra point. I, I we talked about yeah, that's, we talked about we talked about the kicker. We yeah. talked about their kicking problems at San Francisco, and I mean, it's a problem. It, it's it, just, it's just like free throws in basketball. I mean, if you make free throws, those in games you'd be in, amazed if you could shoot seventy five percent from the line. How many games you would probably win as opposed to shooting 50% from the line. And and, and what's <laughs> I mean, crazy is when he kicked that ball in the extra point, he hit the ball, he struck it with his ankle. It, 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 I, I just I don't understand. Well, I think Mr. Moody has a long way to go as far as an NFL kicker, and, you know, they might be I, they, it, they might be looking for one in the offseason. Give him credit, though. He hit that one under the two-minute warning at the end of regulation. <laughs> that kind of low – was that the low – No, that... that was one before. Okay. Yeah, right. but, but, I mean, he, he struck it well, and, and, you know, it's just the easy ones. It's, yeah. it's the layups, and uh, when you don't make them, they come back to haunt you, and, and it haunted San Francisco for sure. Well, um, Patrick Mahomes, what can you say about it? Two in a row now, two, 
back-to-back Super Bowl winner, three-time MVP. I mean, you know, you is. I don't know what type of conversation you want to put his name in, but I mean, now uh, after last night, yesterday's performance, victory, you're gonna have to include him in in goat talk. Well, I, I mean, mean I, I, you know, if you look at Tom Brady, Brady won three Super Bowls in his first five years. Mahomes has won three and seven. Okay. Uh, Brady played in five Super Bowls in seven years from 2014 to 2020, winning four. Mahomes has played in four in the last seven years, winning three. Brady played in three straight Super Bowls from 2016 to 18. Mahomes has done, he's played in two in a row this year. Um, I mean, you look at what Brady did. Brady played in two straight in 03 and 04. He won three Super Bowls in a three in a four year period from 01 to 04. But what he did later in his career was impressive. He won four Super Bowls after the age of 36, winning them at 37, 39, 41, and 43. And he also had the greatest comeback in NFL history down 28 to 3 at age 39. So, he's up there. But I wouldn't put him to t- at Tom Brady's level quite yet. I agree. I agree. I, by the end of his career, though, I could see him. Oh, absolutely. I could see him. He's well on his way. Absolutely. He's well on his okay. way. Okay. I'm just saying, yeah, he's he's there, man. I, I mean. Imagine if imagine if Kansas City adds in the offseason were to add some type of Above average, good size, fast, wide receiver. That could, co- that could mean, be a primary guy instead of Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. Kelsey yeah. is. I mean he's great in his own right. I mean he 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 came alive in the second half. What was the big? You know I must have, I must have gone to the men's room. I must have gone to fix something to eat, grab a beverage. What happened with Kelsey and? Uh, Reed, at, at what point did all that go down? Did, I, I, if that had been any other player, I'm pretty confident they would have been on the bench other than Mahomes or him. Well, what – I mean, tell me, can you – I'll show you. I okay. mean, he, he literally just bumps I mean, into him. I saw some sh- pictures of him just in the face of, of Andy Reed, the head coach I, of the of the Chiefs, and it looks like he was just, you know, reading him the riot act, and I just – I don't. Un- I mean, I, I know that Kelsey was frustrated, and Kelsey was not. Was he not in the game? He wasn't a, in the game. I don't think for a for a play down. right there in the red zone on the at, at the goal line. Kind of. It was. It was something like that. it was the end of the first quarter, or early second quarter, was it not? Yeah, no. it was early in the ball game. I mean, he made contact with his head coach and. It's not a good look. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know if you guys out there, our listeners have seen that. You might want to pull it up. And yeah. I, I saw just a, a, a still photo clip of it online. I was like, what is he doing? But then, you know, they kind of – they interviewed. I read the read the article on it, and they kind of kissed and made up and said, look, you know, I was just frustrated. Yeah. Get, trying to get it out and let my head coach know. I'm thinking, you know, there's other ways to let your head coach know than – You don't touch a coach. Do that on the most televised event of the year. In the world. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, there's other ways to do it, and, you know, and I understand it. But 
to Kelsey's defense, he came back in the second half and just and especially when they needed him down the stretch, they just I it thought, was it was Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody sitting there in the room and well, there's probably I don't know eight or ten of us watching the ball game and we were just kind of looking at each other going they, they just can't stop they can't stop eighty seven and they can't stop fifteen to eighty seven I thought he was going to score with about fifteen seconds left in the game when he caught that ball running across the field cut up field I I thought he may score uh, <laughs> fortunately for the Niners they held him to a field goal went to overtime but. Um, no, he was a huge difference maker in the second half. And so and another thing you talked about going to overtime, tied up at 19. Um, obviously, it's a Super Bowl. So, you know, regular season overtime, you can end in a tie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, time runs out of the extra, extra, extra well, and the, time. And the rules are different, too. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the team in overtime in the regular season that gets the ball first scores a touchdown, the game's over. Right. Uh in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, completely different. I had, right. I had some friends last night who were confused when I was yelling and screaming, like, <laughs> why are the Niners not why going they, on defense why, first? Yeah, why didn't they defer there when they won the toss in overtime? And I and I guarantee you, if they had to do it over again, I, I'm like you, Drake. I don't know if they knew the rules themselves. And, you know, they I, I was reading an article about it also online, and some of the players were talking about they didn't quite – understand the overtime uh, process and the uh, ability that well, that both teams get the ball, no matter what happens to the team. Unless there's a defensive Unless score. Unless there's a defensive score. Right. So, um, But anyway, the, the 49ers took it first and went down the field. Now, they – I, I agree. They could have scored a touchdown, just like Kansas City went down the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah, they would have definitely gone for it on fourth down if they knew they needed a touchdown. And Kansas City even talked about in this article that, hey, if the 49ers had scored a touchdown, we get the ball and we go down there and score a touchdown, we're going for two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, the 49ers could have scored a touchdown, right? And then that would have put the ball in – obviously in – Kansas City's court or possession to do what they have to do. They know a field goal won't win the game, so they know they have to go for a touchdown. Ultimately, they scored a touchdown to win the ball game. But, you know, I don't know. I I, I think, like you said before we went on the air, Clayton, strategically you defer and give the ball to your opponent first in overtime. Just because you, you'll then know what type of risk you need to run offensively and what you have to do to either tie the ball game up or go for the win. Or go for the win. And, and you see that at the high school and college level. If you go yeah. to overtime, you want to go on defense first. Yeah. A lot of prop bets. I mean, it was it, it, offensively, it was kind of a struggle for both teams, I think, for most of the day. I mean, it was – A lot of those prop bets hit the – because of the overtime, Travis Kelsey receptions, yardage. Yeah, I uh, mean Brock Purdy yardage thrown two fifty five. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we're gonna go over some that I gave uh, gave out on Friday, and we're gonna run back over a few of those just to revisit and talk about how those players did. Uh, the MVP went to Dar- uh, Patrick Mahomes. No shocker. I thought you know you didn't think Kelsey. They went anyway. I mean. I mean, Patrick Mahomes makes it all happen. Without Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey's really – 
I mean, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a terrific football player. But, I mean, without Mahomes to get him the ball, I mean, so you got to give it to Mahomes right there. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the best player in the NFL. So, my and, and you know, my question was all last week, why was Mahomes the favorite to win the MVP, but San Francisco was favored? So For a situation like we saw last night. And do you think Juwan Jennings might might be in the MVP talk if San Francisco wins P money? He was my he was my MVP for sure. Because for of my lock, my throwing the pass. And catching having a receiver. And catching a, a, a touchdown. Easiest easiest prop bet I think I saw all weekend was his total yards receiving at seventeen. He, he he crushed it. Yeah, it was he crushed it. Fifty, fifty five. Yeah. And a touch in a lot. He George stuck, Kittle had like four yards. I know he. he I mean, he he didn't play very. They, they shut him down. They they were not going to let Kittle hurt them. Huh. Well, uh, the final score was twenty-two to twenty-five. That was that a score, Gami? Do you know? Has that has that score ever been? I've never seen a twenty. We'll have to go back and look. I'm not sure if that 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 score's ever been a Super Bowl score, which is a score, Gami. Uh, it's never been a combination before. Twenty-five to twenty-two. It's pretty tough to get to twenty-five to twenty-two. I mean, miss some extra points. A couple. Of field <laughs> I mean, you know goals. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. But are we talking without Moody missing that extra point? We might be talking about a Niners, a, t- a Niners victory, a whole different MVP. Which would have tied them for the most uh, Super Bowls in history with uh, the Patriots and uh, maybe the Steelers for yeah. franchises. Yeah. So, Well, um, Drake, not me, but Drake, the rapper, you know, he's from Canada. And he's really good friends with Sade. I mean, she's much older. There's nothing romantic, but they're just really kind of. And you can hear Drake and other artists like Drake on the new 103.7 WKRM. There you go. Yeah. And he won a boatload of money on the Super Bowl. Yes, he did. How much time we got left in this? I was still got about another three minutes. Drake put down $1.15 million on Kansas City. I wonder if he was. You know, I wonder if he was sweating it at all. Nah, nah. That, that's like a dollar for him. I mean, did you all did you all feel in your gut? San Francisco needs to score a touchdown here. If, if, if Darling gets the ball back for Kansas City, and he's just going to roll right down the field. I mean, did you feel their defensive line did a really good job pressuring Mahomes most of the night? So I I, I was still confident they might hold on. But then they got into this kind of funky prevent defense in overtime, and I'm like, "Come on now! I mean, what are we I no- doing?" I noticed that as well. I was like, "They're giving the receivers space to catch the ball." I mean, I they like, they even took a timeout on a on a third down play yeah. because uh, were they gas? Were they that gas? No, Shanahan did not want to run. He saw the defense they were lined up in and did not want to do it. So well, they lost they lost Drake Greenlaw too to an injury. A torn Achilles. Yeah, running off, running onto the field. Running onto the field, he tore it running onto the field, and you know he's a big, big part of their defense. I mean, more non-contact injuries on. He and Fred Warner are two possibly the best tandem linebackers in NFL. Mm -hmm. Two of the best, and they're on the Forty Nineers team. So, 
You know, but it's sad if you tear your Achilles, which cannot be a lot of fun, running onto the field. To celebrate. <laughs> it was. I mean, I'm not, it's not really funny. I'm not trying to make fun of the guy, but it's just. What are the chances? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Thank you for joining us. We're in the studio. Clayton the Claw, P Money Calvert. I'm Drake. Not the rapper. I did not win 1.15 million yesterday. I wish I had. And happy me. birthday, belated Thank birthday. You. Thank you. It would have been cool if you had won 1.1 1. 1 million been, on your birthday. That would a great birthday gift. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Debbie Matthews with the Nashville Realty Group. And if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough, but rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy downs. And I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, there she goes, shaking that ass on the floor, bumping and grinding that pole, the way she's grinding that pole. And welcome back into the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by P. Money Calvert. And our main man, Clayton D. Claw, ever knowing, ever seen Harris on the boards. It is Super Bowl Monday, the day after. Let's just make this. Why don't they – in Columbus Day coming up? In like Pre- President's Day. President's Day. Is that like next Monday? I think so. Move the dang thing to, to put it after super, every Super Bowl Sunday. I bet would, employers would appreciate that. Wouldn't that just make sense? I mean, people wouldn't have to sit and, and you know, and a lot of people last call, night at, at 10 o'clock, they wouldn't have to sit around and wonder what type of lie they have to tell their boss to call what, in. To call in. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to actively, you know, make up lies on why you're not going to be at work on Monday after Super Bowl. Just make the dang thing a holiday. I meant to ask you, uh, did you watch any Curb? I did. I have been watching a little bit of Curb, and, and Susan and I are really enjoying it. I never, you know, we just never been HBO subscribers no, for the I, most part, except for long ago. 
and so we just haven't really haven't watched it, but we appreciate that. And no, it's a uh, it's a great show. I, in fact, I think I enjoyed watching uh, episode two of the last season last night more than I did uh, the Super Bowl. Honestly, well, there you go. It's a funny show. It is. Good Larry show. David's a funny guy. So. Even though he is catching a lot of flack right now about attacking Elmo on the Today Show. Did you see all that? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He attacked Elmo? He was like, just, tickle he, me, Elmo? Yeah. Yeah. They had a couple of the Sesame Street. And he was just playing. He, he kind of did like a fake choke on Elmo. And he apologized to Elmo later. But, boy, there are some people out there that had just. That went crazy on him for kind of play fighting with Elmo? What they don't understand is the, the man you see on the show is the man in person. That's him. So, I mean, it was a joke that went terribly wrong, apparently. Well, I mean, yesterday for the 49ers, the Kansas City wins a coin toss. They defer the ball to the second half. 49ers take the ball to 25 after a touchback kickoff. They drive right down the field. They're all around there. They're inside the 30. And dang if McCaffrey doesn't cough the ball up. Each, I mean, each running back for each team fumbled. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, that game, and and of course, I don't want to be Captain Obvious, but I mean, that game was very much in the ballot. <laughs> Who knew until until it was over? I mean, because a few more fortunate or unfortunate plays either way. And uh, San Francisco could have easily come away with the victory right there. And, and that's what makes the game so tough on for the loser of the game because they're going to live in a world of regrets for the rest of the offseason. What could I have done different or better to put ourselves in? You know, just taking advantage of this situation here or there, and they just couldn't do it. <laughs> what about the long pass play across the field where Holmes just kind of slid over Sidestep to the left a little bit, and then absolute from around midfield and just launched it to. Um, was it Hardeman? Caught that ball about the five yard line. Was it Hardeman? They caught that ball. Or was it Rice? Well, anyway, it, it been- was a hell of a play, and you could tell that <laughs> uh, Mahomes took the snap out of the shotgun, drifted over to his left just a little bit, and then turned back to the right, and he threw it as hard and as far as he could towards that uh, front pylon on the right side of the end zone and uh, split those two defenders. I mean, it was a tremendous catch. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great plays in that game yesterday, and you felt as though that, that 49ers should have run the ball more. They should have, especially start the second half. Um, they, they went very Bill O'Brien-ish as far as they just kind of abandoned the run there for a, a lengthy period of time. But also, if you look at the end of the game when uh, Kansas City is uh, down inside the, the 15-yard line after that big pass play to Travis Kelsey, if I'm the Niners, I have two timeouts. I'm using those things early to preserve some time on the clock. So, you know, maybe you got – 30, 35 seconds uh, with the football. I mean, we we saw last year in the AFC Championship what Patrick Mahomes can do with, what, 14 seconds? Yeah, drive the length of the field. So, I mean, you know, every second is precious. And, again, I mean, Shanahan, you know, I I, I feel for those guys because, you know, they they played their guts out. But there's going to be some things – 
all the way from the coin flip in overtime, how they use timeouts. Um, Maybe did they did ball. they did they run the ball? Did they use McCaffrey enough in the run game? To I mean, you know, there's no reason he shouldn't have rushed for over a hundred yards. I think he ended up with maybe sixty, uh, but no, he well, didn't. He didn't go over his prop bet. No, he did not of ninety. No. So, but he should have uh, because I mean me. because when he did run, he was very effective and 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 looked good running the ball. And again. Uh, no George Kittle uh, as far as making a big influence in the game. Debo Samuel got hurt at one point. That's when you saw Jawan Jennings step up and catch that big touchdown on that slant route. Uh, you know, and there was a few times when Purdy had gotten pressured and, and you know, didn't handle it, didn't make very good throws. So, it woulda, coulda, shoulda, uh, but you got to give all the credit to the Chiefs. They found a way, and that's what – that's what championship teams do. They find a way, yeah. and they hung around. They they looked terrible. They looked terrible the entire first half. Uh, three points, I believe, is what they had at halftime. But they made adjustments. San Francisco, unfortunately, did not make the, the adjustments they needed to to sustain that lead, and uh, Mahomes made them pay. Well, the second half was pretty much started out like a nightmare for the Chiefs. Remember, they, they get the ball in the, in the third quarter, and then they try that toss pitch to Pacheco, and it hits his shoulder pads, goes on the ground. They fall on it and get the ball back, <clears throat> but lose a ton of yards right there. Um, and then a couple of plays later, Mahomes throws a pick yeah. right there at midfield. And but San Francisco gets no points. That's right. San Francisco doesn't get anything out of it. Nope. So there are opportunities that San Francisco had uh, in that game uh, they just didn't take advantage of it. And I'm not sure, you know, you've got to ask offensive-minded, right, Kyle Shanahan, that type of, you you know, and I'm sure they'll go back and replay the game over and over and over again there at the 49ers front office. But you just got to question whether they were creative enough to get – big chunks of yards or at least keep the ball moving when they were put in a great situation like after that interception. I don't I don't know. That's you know I'm I'm going to look at the stats right now. I wonder how many receptions Brandon IUK had. I know he had one big late uh, in the game, but for the most part he had But he didn't go over his 59-yard prop. And that's the problem. I mean, and that's the problem. Debo did some really good things. I don't think he was 100%. He I mean, most definitely wasn't. But uh, besides him and Jawan Jennings, George Kittle did hardly anything. Well, do you think maybe they were trying to keep Brock Purdy out of the hot water? Maybe they were trying to protect him a little bit by being a little bit more vanilla and offensively and just, you know, trying to do – not do anything outside the box. Just try to keep keep him as kind of a – as that old term, the game manager, and not a superstar quarterback. I don't know. 100% yes, because if you look at the stats, Christian McCaffrey led the team by more than double with eight receptions. Uh, Juwan Jennings, second leading receiver for the 49ers with four. Uh, Ayuk only had three. Debo Samuel only had three. Uh, Debo had three rushing attempts. McCaffrey had 22 rushing attempts for 80 yards. Again, I think if that number is up towards 30 instead of 22, they're in a much better position. Yeah. Well, um, you know, 
Mahomes uh, had a long scramble there in the third quarter that mm-hmm. set up a Harrison Butker uh, field goal. He led the team in rushing, 66 yards on nine carries. Huh. Patrick Mahomes? Sure did. That that fourth down play was it was very clutch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, when he, I think he had eight yards on that fourth and two or one or whatever yeah. it was, and he scrambled around that. Pacheco had 18 carries for 59 yards. Mahomes had nine carries for 66. And you got to remember, he got sacked a couple of times early in the game as well. So, I mean, it for the most part, I mean, it was a it was the day was I I just characterize it as two quality defenses, you know, trying to dictate that ball game yeah. from their side their, from the, from their defensive side of their team, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers and the offenses uh had to deal with that. <laughs> again, Thus, they both just mustered up 19 points at the end of regulation. Again, we tell this to high Each. school kids in high school. Special teams matter. And to me, if you look at all three phases of the game, that's the one that really you know, kind of dictated how the game was settled and how it ended. And, <clears throat> you know, again, missed opportunities, missed extra points. That's something they're going to have to live with all season. And all right. I feel for them. Well, let's talk about what everybody really wants to talk about and really wants to hear about. Oh, here we go. I think did, I know. Did they show Tay-Tay enough? Did they show, not show Tay-Tay enough? Did did they overshow Tay-Tay in your opinion? Or do you feel, man, you know. It was well balanced. It was okay. I mean, it, her boyfriend's, you know, it's her boyfriend. That maybe, uh, you know, maybe once in the first half. But as the game went on, you know, they showed her more, I thought. But, I mean. Not, not, they, they, I mean, they didn't take away from the game, so okay. I, I really don't care. Okay, there you go. I was yelling at a kid. I, I was yelling that. at kids in between plays, so you know. <laughs> right, I got you. And uh, uh, the Grammy winner was seen being crushed by her crowd of friends in the Sweet. up in the suite with Ice Spice. Who is Ice Spice exactly? P Money, you're much much younger than I am. Well, who is Ice Spice? She's a rapper. Drake actually found her. Actually put her on the scene. Really? Actually promoted her. Never met her. But, oh. No, the rapper. Oh, okay. The rapper Drake. Oh, okay. Going that back guy. to Drake. The guy yeah, that yeah. won $1.15 million on yes, sir. Kansas yeah. City. Which is uh, about what Travis Kelsey paid for that boxing suite that you saw Taylor Swift in. He paid $1 million for that suite for his family and for her and her friends. That is incredible to watch a four-hour event. Mm-hmm. $1 million. I'm sure it included drinks and food and everything. It oh, be- I'm it sure. Better, it, it better. It better. Yeah. You know what? It better include more than that, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, we had, and we had a streaker, too, Yeah. Uh, that they did not show on television, but um, it did happen. I saw some of the footage. Onto the field? Oh, yeah. yeah. What was it? The Without a quarter? stitch of clothing like, on? Uh, I think partially. I'm, uh, where we, I'm sure somebody's put that on oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or, it's, on, it's on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> Taylor Swift was seen – being crushed by a crowd of friends on uh, in the suite yesterday as the Chiefs scored their go-ahead touchdown in overtime. Um, she was sitting with Blake Lively and Ice Spice, who, according to P. Money, is a rapper. Um, you know, she made it, obviously, to the game after doing four straight, four straight sold-out shows in Tokyo. Tokyo's 17 hours ahead of Las Vegas. 
So she was going back in time, if you said, if and you she, want to. She did, like you said last week, she landed in LAX. Okay, and then either helicopter, she probably helicoptered in, probably. I would I would imagine. I mean, that's what I would do. If, you know, yeah. If I was, if you're worth a billion dollars, yeah, I'm probably going to take a helicopter. Um, and for anybody that didn't see her, she wore black jeans, a black bustier top, her signature red lipstick, and a red jacket slung over her shoulder, uh, in honor of the Chiefs' red uniforms. And uh, her accessories, she had a necklace that had the number 87 around her neck. I mean, they're in love. All right, I'm gonna make you know. I, I'm not even gonna bring the magic eight ball in for this prediction, folks. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Let's see. What is this? February twelfth. Now, now Valentine's Day is two days away. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, starting with Valentine's Day and moving forward three months, March, April, by mid-May. I'll say this: by Memorial Day, we will hear an announcement that Taylor Swift. And Travis Kelsey are going to get married. Do you? I'm just write it down. I, I'm just, I mean, I'm, write I'm, it I'm down. Just, I'm just throwing this out there though, because I've seen a lot of females post about this. Did his behavior last night with Dandy Reed and how he just kind of went off? Does that? Does she look at that and say, "I had never seen that side of you before"? Well, she might, or she might say, "That guy, you know." He's going to defend me for the rest of my life. Just don't do that to me. Just don't be doing that to me. Because you'll be sleeping with the dog outside, you know. Well, I, you know, I mean, the kids are in love. And I said before, I said, look, Taylor Swift, much like superstar act singers from a young age, especially when they're young age, Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift, iconic pop stars, whether you like them or not. I mean, the woman has... 700 million followers on social on social media that's twice the number of people that live in the United States of America and you can also hear her music on the new 103.7 WKRM there you go 103.7 FM that's right um but my deal was this i mean the poor girl has been dealing with her career and it's and they not don't feel sorry for her. But she probably didn't have a, a regular high school. Did she, did she even go to? I mean, she didn't go to a prom. She, she, she went, did. She went to Hendersonville High yeah, School. Hendersonville. And but I mean, but I, I mean, I she was kind of a loner. She was probably and, enrolled, but she was probably so engulfed by her music and her career. I mean, she, you know, you, she, you know who found her? Toby Who's Keith, that? Toby Keith. Toby Keith. He really? Signed, he signed her to uh, his label. She's caught a lot of hell this week for not recognizing yeah. his death I saw at that. all. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think I think if he's you know, the one that if he's the one that found her, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe you do a shout out like you know, <laughs> thank, thank you, appreciate yes, it, you know, yeah. yeah I, he, he I, think that, big, I think that was in yeah. So big machine record uh, was named, but yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously she didn't have a normal high school. But you know that I actually watched a documentary last Saturday on Netflix about her, and I mean she, she's your basic, she's a normal kid, um, very talented uh, musician, talented music writer, um, but you know she she moved off and lives in L.A. and you yeah. know I, I can assure you, uh, Hendersonville in Los Angeles, California, not the same place. Uh, absolutely not. Now.
uh, following the win, Swift, Tay-Tay, ran down to the field from her suite with Travis Kelsey's mother, Donna Kelsey, who could be seen holding on to Taylor Swift's arms. Um, after Travis stood up to accept the trophy and cheer along with the crowd, he joined his mother and Swift back on the field where he hugged and kissed the singer and was heard saying, Come here, girl. Travis could be heard telling Swift before enveloping her in a huge hug. Now, doesn't, I mean, doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside? Not really. Oh, my God. But, P Money. Do- here, here, I mean, here's one. Are hope. you made us? Are you made? Is your heart made of stone? Is there a heart? Is there a heart in that chest? I don't believe it. I'll say this. The way I look at it is this. You're going to have more female viewership. I'm hoping, I'm ho- as, as someone who loves the game of football, I'm hoping this will give a more positive light to women who end up having children and letting them play football. Because I'm just telling you, uh, you look in California, they're trying to ban tackle football under the age of 12. <laughs> You got a lot of mamas who don't want their babies out there playing. Maybe this will open that door a little bit. It might. Good they, point. Good point. Quote a fan on, on X, former Twitter, they're literally America's sweethearts. I love them so much is what this fan said. This is such a storybook type of ending, and I'm living for it. Now. And they said the same thing about Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Ooh. We saw how that ended up. Not good. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, in here with P Money, Clayton the Claw on the board. Give us a few minutes, we'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
It is the Monday after Super Bowl. I hope everybody's feeling okay. You got a got up bright eyed and bushy tail this morning and jogged off to work and feeling good. Just, just cancel. It, just yeah. cancel work on, on Monday after Super Bowl, folks. Come on. It's just weird. Having a drink on a Sunday night, I, I just I couldn't do it. I, you know what I mean? Oh like, man, I come could, on now! You I, just start. You know what? Don't worry about Sunday night. Just start Sunday afternoon. That, yeah. way, that, way, that way, you don't have to worry about Sunday yeah. night. You know that's, Um. So anyway, uh, there was some other things going on this weekend besides the Super Bowl. The AP Top Twenty Five rankings for college men's college basketball were released today. Uh, UConn hangs on to one, Purdue at two, Houston at three, Marquette at number four, Arizona at five, Kansas moved back up to six, uh, North Carolina seven, Tennessee is at eight. You want to explain to the listeners why they're eight instead of five? <laughs> well, they got hammered by Texas A&M. And nobody saw that coming. I mean, no. what's up, P Money? Tell us what. Give us, give us the rundown on. I mean, Tennessee uh, kind of they. I mean, are we kind of the doldrums of the year here towards the end of middle of middle of February, getting anticipating the tournament maybe a little bit, taking the night off. I mean, are I, these guys taking? Are they taking nights off up there in Knoxville? What's going on? They couldn't buy a basket. I know they shot very very poor, and Texas A and M controlled the game on the rebounds. Uh, but if okay. they, this play cannot continue going into March, or it'll be a quick exit. Look, I, I was listening to the Tony Basilio postgame show after the game Saturday, and you had folks, and I, and I heard Tony say it too. Were they getting on Mr. Burns? I the, mean, was the, they? Were the, they were, the exact words were, "We should have let him go to UCLA." Yeah, Whew. he's never. I'll give Tony credit. He's never been a. A big fan of regular season Rick. Regular season Rick Burns. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, I mean, th- those are games you got to win. <laughs> Most you, definitely. If you're going to compete for an SEC title, much less try to get to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, those are games you got to take. You got to take care of business. So I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. They're number eight, seventeen and six overall record. Uh, number nine is Duke. Iowa State comes in at 10. Then South Carolina at 21-3 and has moved up to number 11. They should. They jump four spots. They should. They're a good team. Baylor comes in at 12. Auburn at 13. Illinois at 14. Did you all get, Did any of you all see the Illinois-Michigan State game, even though Michigan State ended up winning that game? But I'm telling you, I was watching the Illinois-Michigan State game. And for a regular season game – Michigan State, that gymnasium was rocking. I mean, they were going crazy in there. They love basketball, Miss, Miss, Michigan State. And I don't know how many more years they're going to have Tom Izzo around. I mean, he's, Tom, great. he's great, though. Yeah. He's, he's really good. And he's long in the tooth, and, and so am I. But, I mean, you know, he's he's head coach of Michigan State a basketball program. Has been legendary, Hall of Famer, whatever you want to call him. He's done it all. Done more with less. Been to the too. mountaintop. Won it. What twice? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, but if you just look at him, it just, it just the overall picture, you know, he's getting up there. You know, he is. 
I mean, I don't know if he's Lou Carnesecca getting up there, that type. But, you know, anyway. Um, Alabama comes in right behind Illinois at 14 at number 15, 17 and 7. Um, scored 109 points on Saturday. Yeah, they put up 100. That's the second time they've scored 109 this year, I think. That's a lot of points for a for a uh, college team. You I may, mean, defense may be suspect, but 40 minutes of basketball. By George, they're going to score <laughs> points. Yeah. So they live and die for that three ball, too. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I, that just that, that doesn't make me feel no. good. No. You know, you've got to. Um, you got to be able to get the ball inside, and when you need two points desperately in a, in a game when you're not proficient in threes, yeah. then you if you if you're not hitting your threes and your your three ballers or three three ball uh, your three point shooters are not shooting well, you got to be able to go inside, and Alabama just doesn't have that. Doesn't seem like they've got that inside presence. That's where they missed Charles Bidiaku when when he decided to leave at the end. Where of is he now? He's in the NBA. Oh, I think he's yeah. with the Spurs actually. Dayton comes in at sixteen. Creighton at seventeen. Saint Mary's is eighteen. BYU nineteen. Wisconsin twenty. Virginia twenty one. I missed. I played the under in that game and it went over. So against Florida State, the Wildcats. Who lost to Gonzaga this past weekend? Man. That is, you know, that something happened at Rupp Arena, folks. It has never happened in the history of Rupp Arena being built, and that is the Kentucky Wildcats have lost three consecutive basketball games in Rupp Arena. Never happened before. Never thought I'd see it. Is Calipari? I mean. We I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want just because they lose three in a row. I don't want to say it's time to get rid of Calipari. But I mean, there's got to be some rumblings up there oh, they, in, yeah, in Lexington. But, but and, they always do, though. And every year they bring him back, and it has to do with the contract. He's basically got a lifetime contract. <laughs> so so there's not a whole lot they can do until he decides he's gonna. Unless they want to pony up about seventy million dollars. Well, Good for Jimmy. Sachs. Kentucky sits at twenty-two. Indiana State out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Former, let's uh, Larry Bird. Play. They're twenty-two and three, and they are at number twenty-three. Florida Atlantic Owls are at twenty-four, and the Oklahoma Sooners sit at twenty-five, and they're eighteen and six. It's going to be interesting in basketball in the SEC when Oklahoma and Texas join the party. You yes, know what I mean? Will. Oh yeah. Not only foot, obviously football, but basketball too. And give, I mean, and give Chris Beard another year at Ole Miss, the uh, former Texas Tech coach who took yeah. them to a, a national championship game. They're going to be they're going to be tough to deal with. Okay, we made it through Super Bowl Monday. Thank you all for joining us. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We're going to be back on the air Thursday afternoon, four o'clock. Hope you can join us. I'm Drake in the studio for Clayton the Claw on the boards. Got P Money over here on my left. You have a great rest of the week, and we will talk at you Thursday. <laughs>